On today's show, we think we know why VW is having trouble selling cars in the U.S., fascinating details about Nissan's new Le Mans race car, and you might be stunned to learn what kinds of cars are actually classified as trucks. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for February 5, 2015. The mainstream media in the U.S. is making a big deal about how truck sales are booming, but the public immediately thinks they're talking of pickups and maybe SUVs. Here's my AutoLine insight. I think people would be amazed to learn what gets officially classified as a truck. For example, did you know the Subaru Outback is classified as a truck? So is the XV Crosstrek. Also on the list, the Nissan Juke, Audi Allroad, Honda Cross Tour, Chevrolet Trax, all the minivans and a whole bunch more that would take too long to name. Automakers like to classify vehicles like these as trucks to improve the fuel economy of their truck fleet. Some, like Subaru, do it to prevent those vehicles from dragging down the fuel economy of their passenger cars. To meet the truck classification, a vehicle must have a relatively flat cargo floor and rear side doors that can open up nearly 90 degrees. So while it's true that truck sales are running strong, there's a lot of vehicles on that list that most of us would consider to be cars. A former Takata employee says he warned the company about potential problems with its airbags back in 1999. Bloomberg reports he is willing to testify against the company. Mark Lilly says he warned Takata against using ammonium nitrate to inflate airbags because it would lead to failures. And because the company disregarded those warnings, it's going to lose more money this fiscal year than it anticipated. Late last year, Takata said it expected to lose 25 billion yen. It just increased that to 31 billion, and that's about $264 million. Hey, be sure to tune into AutoLine After Hours tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Our guest is Tony Roma, the chief engineer on the Cadillac CTSV. One thing we'll want to get into is what it took to get this car capable of running 200 miles an hour. Join me and Gary Vasilash for some of the most interesting discussions on cars and the automotive industry. Still to come, Nissan's stunningly innovative Le Mans race car, why Volkswagen is struggling in the American market, and sneak peeks at new cars. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion, and by Dow Automotive Systems, breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles. We've learned more details of Nissan's new LMP1 race car that it's taking to Le Mans. There are some excellent reports about the car in Racer Magazine, starting with an interview with the car's designer, Ben Bowlby, who also created the Delta Wing. I thought the car was a bit odd-looking the first time I saw it, but after learning more details, I began to appreciate its style. This is a front-engined, essentially front-wheel drive car. That allowed the designers to run aerodynamic tunnels inside the body and down the length of the car, which exhaust out the rear. It also uses a flybrid KERS system, kinetic energy recovery system, and that stores energy with a flywheel, not with batteries. 
Power from the flybrid is sent to the transmission via a drive shaft that runs through the V of the engine. It's a V6 and it boosts output to, are you ready? 1,500 horsepower. There's tons of other great information about the car, like how the rear differential housings are mounted somewhat like a Hummer H1 to get the axle shafts located above those aerodynamic channels. But we urge you to click on the link in today's transcript to get all the details. Volkswagen is an amazingly successful car company, except in the American market. A lot of people have a lot of theories as to why this is so, and here are my two cents. It all comes down to VW's leases simply are not competitive. I went to True Car and priced out a 36-month lease for a VW Golf S versus a Honda Civic EXL with navigation. I chose four-door cars with automatic transmissions, and they both came in very close in price, $23,000 and change. But the lease payments on the Golf came to $249 versus $199 for the Civic. And you need to put down over $5,800 for the Golf lease versus $3,800 for the Civic. So the Civic offers more content for $50 less a month and nearly $2,000 less at signing. It's all got to do with residual values. And this, to me, explains VW's sales problem better than any other theory I've heard. Compact crossovers are one of the hottest segments right now, and Infiniti is throwing its hat into the ring as it teases the new QX30 concept. The automaker has shown a change in design direction with the Q60 and Q80 concepts, and based on the rear end image of the QX30, it too will have some of that unique styling. It debuts next month at Geneva. And speaking of Geneva, Hyundai will also be showing off an all-new Tucson. As of now, we only get to see this sketch, which shows it will pick up some of the automaker's newest design language. Hey, coming up next, it's time for your turn to sound off. For the people at Dow, racing is a sport and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both. This is the human element at work. Dow. And now it's time for You Said It! Chuck Grenchy wants to know, are there any figures on how many cars are taken out of the world mix due to accident, age, etc.? Seems we'll be up to our ears in vehicles. I'm glad, though, that vehicles are highly recyclable. Well, I don't have the figures for the world, but in the U.S., the scrappage rate is about 12 million vehicles a year. And to your point, 90% of all the materials in a car can be recycled, and 90% of all cars are recycled. Aside from beer cans, automobiles are probably the most recycled consumer product. Dave Moore is impressed by the SAIC GM Wuling move to make vehicles in Indonesia. As he points out, that's a right-hand drive country. He thinks they'll export to other RHD countries like Australia and New Zealand. Maybe the next Holden Commodore could be an Indonesian-assembled, Chinese-Australian-designed, and GM-engineered Buick. Hey, that is an intriguing thought, Dave, and thanks for sharing that with us. John M. says he was surprised to hear that the GoPro mount on the new Toyota Tacoma will be standard. Toyota will make that standard yet? I'll have to buy a trailer hitch ball mount and a trailer hitch separately? 
Why not just make the GoPro a dealer installed option and or a separately sold accessory? Well, John, in this case, I think we're talking about marketing. Toyota is getting all kinds of free publicity as the media, including us, makes a big deal out of making that GoPro mount standard equipment. Jim Bianchi has something to say about it, too. Will this provide video evidence of why so many pickup truck accidents start after the driver utters, here, hold my beer while I try dot, dot, dot. Hey, isn't it amazing what these dashboard cameras are coming up with? Everything from exploding comets to airplane crashes. Hey, thanks for all your comments and questions. They help make our day. But anyway, that wraps up today's report. I want to thank you for watching.